0: Hey, bro, you know what, March, April, <laughs> May, June, July, and about really? to be August. Haven't come No. The fact that I still don't have your goddamn hour. I, I don't understand this process dog. Like you got, you know, everybody was bumping your last shit. You don't want to get your next shit out? You don't care? Yes. You don't care that they want to hear your next shit? they been here right out. now. That must be your whole thing, man. Man, you got until Friday, bro. I'm not asking no more, though. You got until Friday. I'm not
1: asking no
2: more. Happy Friday. <laughs> What's up, podcast fam? What's up? It's your boy, Doc Hodge. I've been gone for a little bit. Yeah, but I'm, I had to get back, you know? Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm here right now. <laughs> Which is the mic. I should have stayed on the mic, you dig? Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes.
2: Come on, Mike. Take him to the bridge. I stand right to go. On, Mike. One more time. Did I leave your am I bet do left y'all mind. We back. Oh, for this Oh, facade Podcast, baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Skip them long intros. <laughs> we finna get right to it. Facade podcast, fam. <laughs> Where y'all been? I've been alone. I've been on the island. I've been crying. I've been mourning. I've been trying to get it together. This is the COVID era. But guess what? <laughs> yeah. Had to get back to Invisible Studios. So, you know what I'm talking about first? Posthumous album releases. Yeah, and, and how I feel about it, because I, I think it's extra foul. But, but we, we finna get into it right now Ether Ether My top five Ether Let's go You not using your brain the
1: to of being man. black You be know
0: how hard it is. Being a woman mm. A black woman at that In this white man's world Sometimes we overlook the fact that we can ride hard now,
2: since we won't be knowing the pain we can cause. In this white man's world. It's white man's world. I ain't saying I'm innocent at all this. mm In this white man's world. I wish I had a verse all on this. Gone by
1: sister, got twisted up in prison. Crying, looking at my nieces and my nephews' picture They say don't let this cool world get you Kind of suspicious, swearing one day you might leave me For, For somebody that's richer Twist the cap off the bottom. I'll take a sip and see tomorrow Gotta make it if I have to beg a bottle Reading love letters late night
0: locked down and quiet. If brothers don't proceed, they mail Best believe we ride right. Eating Jack Mack Staring at the walls of silence Inside this cage when it's captured all my
1: ways and violence it's time I learned the few Is a
2: dude. This is this dude I took the advantage man. of you tell the babies how I love them versus boys and girls born black in this, this white, white man's, man's world. world and all I heard was Who knows what to brings in a world where everything's wrong? <laughs> Ooh, I pray for you Who? Yeah, too. so, let me be clear. Tupac is the first MC after Ice Cube, right, that I heard, when I heard your lyrics, I believed that you did it, that you was about it. He was about that thug life, right? Spits on the cameraman, hung out with Tretch, naughty by nature, didn't care. After he took the five shots, a whole nother level. <laughs> like, he went to a whole nother level of disrespect. <laughs> and so, Tupac, to me, is the is the ultimate person, ultimate posthumous album release. Now so this album here, just in case you are not familiar, so Tupac died September 13th, 1996. Right? And just right in less than 30, 40 days, November 5th, 1996, they released Tupac, the Don Canuminati, the Seven Day Theory album. And so I remember I was at the house, sitting on the couch, MTV is on. I already knew that Tupac had been shot, right? But when he dies, man, I felt like a piece of me died, right? It was just the anniversary, just passed of his of his life, right? And so, man, I just remember he was, he was, he was the the whirlwind in hip hop, right? He he was like me. I I don't, yeah, I don't want to say it. I ain't with any you with, but I'm I ain't with you, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And so that's who he was. His loyalty was loyalty. Like in this era now, I don't know about the loyalty, right? Cuz if you got a problem with my guy, I got a problem with you. Until my guy says, "No, let up off the problem." And so yeah, Tupac, Gangsta's Gangsta. And that album right there? Nothing but hits. I love LA. To live and die in LA. I mean, it just it's just layered with hits. But yeah, posthumous death. Shout to Tupac Secure But this young cat here He didn't live long enough Yeah This song is whoa. And I don't know if y'all really was into his music like that But I was Yeah, he was young Temptation Some compared him to pop But, you know uh, 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 uh. Oh, man. It's angelic It's angelic He's, on, he's riding it Let's go. So who that? For my older listeners that don't know, <laughs> the album's name Skins, right? Seven December seventh, 2018, it dropped. Tentacion is artist, right? And he was the artist that went to the mall. Dude saw him purchasing things. Follow him. He didn't have any security out there by himself. Driving, caught him slipping. Popped him in his own city. <sighs> This is another genius gone. But this artist here, this is my favorite young artist right here. Oh. Now, this song right here is the saddest, one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Mm. But uh, nine, I admire nine, the vulnerability. Waiting for
0: the exhale.
2: Waiting, waiting, waiting. I touch my pain with my wishes in a wishing well. Come on now I can't breathe <clears throat> I'm waiting for the exhale Talk my pain with my wishes in a wishing well
0: You
1: use my past and my memories as a weapon on the other line I talk to addiction speaking of the devil all the drugs I miss
2: them. so don't tell people your secrets they will use them against you as a weapon but that brother said speaking of the devil I missed my drugs as my addiction that is nuts man so that album comes out. July 21st, 2020, right? Juice World dies December 8th, 2019, right? And so these, just, these young cats, they just, they die too soon. He died ingesting drugs so he wouldn't go to prison on his private jet, which is
1: nuts. I spent the whole day in my head
0: Do a little spring cleaning I'm always too busy dreaming I know that's right. Maybe I should wake up instead.
2: <laughs> A lot of things I regret, but I just say I forget.
0: Mm-hmm. Or can it just be easy? Why does everybody need me? Stay. Exactly. Oh, I hate the feeling. When you high, but you underneath the ceiling. Got the cards in my hand, I hate them.
2: Just for y'all that don't know, that's Mac Miller. Right, so that was his album, Circles. Album came out January 17th, 2020, right? But he died September seventh, twenty eighteen. And I only played him because back to back, because he died too from ingesting drugs. Just like my man Juice World, right? But this brothers here, this his death may have been one of the most tragic deaths, right? She it was hella wounds. I love Roddy though. She wanna
1: fuck me inside of
0: the coupe. I can
1: take you out here where a fuck a jet fair. Versace hotel with Versace robe. Cause I never like these holes. Mm. She only liked the guap red like these hoes um. Why would I waste my time On a shorty that nope. don't got me on the front of a mind Especially when you get and I wine and dine And the Bentley
2: came with the wings like a number nine Wait a minute He said Especially when you get designer And I wine and dine And the Bentley came with the wings Like a number nine Roddy is going to be the next Kendrick Lamar. You heard it here. Roddy is going to be the next Kendrick Lamar. Anyway, Pop Smoke, that album, posthumous release, dropped July 3rd, right, 2020. Uh, Name of that album. Name of that album. Nah, I don't even know the name of the album. I don't know what the name of the album was. But he was murdered February 19th, right, 2020. Pop Smoke got killed. Because he received free gifts, took pictures of those gifts that had the address on the bag. The killers seen the bag, right? Went to the house and killed him. What? <laughs> yeah, I, that 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 death had to be the, yeah. Yeah, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Huh? I wouldn't necessarily name it that, but I get it, right? So that's just five examples of MCs, lives that was gone way too early, either due to what? Guns or drugs. Same thing, right? Guns or drugs. And so, yeah, posthumous music, here's what I think about. In this world of streaming, when those songs get played again, who gets that money? If you didn't re-up, your kids and mama ain't never going to see that. And they're not going to call your mom and say, yeah, we, we re-upped. Here's a check for your son that's dead. They're not going to do it. <laughs> they're going to keep the money. That's, that's how it works. Yeah, so posthumous albums, that's what I got to thinking about. Just Who who gets the money? There were some giants that got slayed. I didn't play Biggie or uh, Big Pun, Big L, some other MCs, but those five, like, touched me, right? I didn't play Nipsey because his album was already out after, before, right? And so... Yeah, man, posthumous albums. In this time that COVID is killing a lot of people, death is just on my mind. It's on the front of my mind. I don't want it to be, but it is. So I just, yeah, yeah. First up, least favorite sounds. (laughs) Now, whenever I hear this sound, a lot of things come to mind, right? Right? And I'm not trying to be insensitive. So if this ever happened to you, I'm not being insensitive. But what's the first thing you think of when you hear this sound right here? For me, (laughs) the first thing I ask myself is, who's stealing kids at 2 in the morning? I never get that in the daytime. Amber Alert. Never get it in the daytime. The second thing is, why is the person always stealing kids in a Honda Civic? (laughs) And I be wondering, how do you know? How do you know what car they peeled off in? Unless they drove up to a park where kids was outside playing and just snatched a random kid, you're not going to remember that. You're not going to remember the license plate every single time a kid got stolen with the Amber Alert, they remember the license plate every single time, every single time. Yeah, they didn't. It, <coughs> it's a whole lot of kids still missing, and yeah, this yeah, I don't yeah, I, I hate that sound, especially at four thirty in the morning. I don't want to hear that sound. I'm sleep. Leave me sleep. Mask shaming. <laughs> so I don't know where y'all live at, right? So I'm I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna read the letters on my mask. M three eight thousand. N I O S H N 95. Got a rectangle around it, right? 620701. Warning, right? QSE for certain particles misuse. Any results in sickness or death, right? Proper use, see supervisor's box or call at 3 in the morning. Oh, sorry, 3 M. <laughs> at 800 247 one. So, I have been lying in public, because <laughs> there's been times I see people and I be like, you ain't a real Trump supporter, because <laughs> you got your mask on, yeah, take that mask off man, come on now, show me, bring it. come on, make America great again, let's see if we can get them, make your lungs great again, I think. <laughs> After you get through this battle with COVID, so I, yeah, I be I be yagging them on, man. Texas, hey, let me tell you about Texas. Texas is weird. There's people out here that hey, I had this one a black person told me well, if I get COVID and die from it, it won't be because of COVID, it because the Lord took me. What? <laughs> so Lord, the Lord gave us this one thing. It's called um, uh, uh, what's that thing God gave us? Well you can uh, choose free will. Yeah, God gave us free will. He gave you the free will to make to make a sensible choice, right? Cuz God don't want you killing yourself. So use your free will and your spiritual discernment, mhm. Yeah, to not die. How about that? You don't you don't hey, it don't make you less of a person if you wear a mask. and in this city right here, man, People getting this COVID, they <coughs> they coughing like they smoke a hydro, <laughs> like it was hydro, like it was on the on, on Mount Kilimanjaro high. That's how high they was. That's how hard they coughing. Listen, I don't want nobody to get COVID at all. Right, so I don't want you to get the heart swelling. I don't want you to get the, the fevers, 14 nights of fever. I don't want you to get the diarrhea, the vomiting, the, the sickness. I don't want none of that for you. But let me be clear. If you're a Trump supporter and you want to make America great again and you get COVID, <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, what I'm going to do with that? What I can do, what you want me to do after that? You want me to pray for you after that? When I was t- telling you wear a mask before that, I'm going to pray for you after that, after you got COVID? Like, was you supposed to get it because you didn't wear the mask? Yeah, because you was on some, yeah, the blood of Jesus. And I believe in the blood of Jesus. But I tell people all the time, Christians, yeah, we die of everything that regular people die from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, In my mind, yeah. Mm, don't wear your mask. Go ahead and don't wear your mask, man. Don't wear it. Show that you' tough. Who needs to wear a mask? If you you less of a man if you wear a mask. How about that? I said it. That's said you less of a man if you wear a mask. Don't wear your mask. That's it. Wear your MAGA shirt, your red joint, Trump 2020. Wear that joint and leave your mask at the house. Come on, that ain't gonna give you COVID. And if you do get it, hey, Trump got you covered. He got you covered. Pre-existing in his newness. He's going to have it with pre-existing, don't get you nothing. So go ahead and don't wear your mask. And if you get COVID and something happened to you from it, like Herman Cain, you
1: know,
2: you know what we to what we do with that? Best way to end your marriage or partnership. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about right now because I'm seething. Right, I'm extra hot, extra, extra hot right now, right? And so this is what I like about having an opportunity to point and click, right? And so you get the point and click. It's a lot of shows you're going to find on TV, you know, on uh, HBO, on Netflix, on Showtime, you know, whatever it is that you watching, your show that you're going to watch, watch it, right? Now, you, if you got a partner and you listening, even if you're single, you know that, hey, some shows you watch separate, some shows you watch together, right? And because you love somebody, you be like, hey, I'm on to this, and I'm going to expose them to this so we can share it together, right? Wrong. <laughs> Let me give you the perfect example. So Regina King, who I love, right? Great actress in this show called Watchmen. So the Watchmen is a, it's a comic book show about some old-school comic heroes that was killed. They no longer exist, right? This, this, uh, It starts in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Tulsa Race Ride. So it's connected to Oklahoma. Modern-day shot. Wasn't shot in Oklahoma. But it's about that time, about how essentially she's a descendant of the Tulsa Race Ride. Doesn't know it yet. Oh, I don't want to give it away for you because you might not have watched it. But anyway, one of her love interests is Dr. Manhattan. Right? Dr. Manhattan. He's the blue dude. That's the atomic atom essentially floats in the air. Right? He got superpowers. He's the most powerful one. Right? And so it's this one scene. So he's played by this brother named Yahya abdul the II. Right? He's an actor. Right? And so it's one scene where he's ass naked floating in the air. Right? And we on the couch watching it, me and wifey. And then she's like, mmm. Mm. Mm. So I thought she was hurt. Like I didn't know what was going. I said, "Hey, what's what's going on with you? Did you how was the workout? Did you it did it hurt you or whatever? Because she moving and stuff, leaning over. She looks me right in the eye, straight face, and says, "If you was as fine as him, you could get it every night." <laughs> I was like, "What? If you was as." And I was like, yeah, yeah, this, that's it. I got mad. I, I cut the TV off, threw the remote against the wall. Yeah, I said, I'm done. We done watching this show. Don't do it. I'm telling you. Just to all y'all out there, if you're trying to use your show to bring your love closer together, yeah, don't do it. Because there's somebody on the TV that, <laughs> that's way finer than you. <laughs> and because that person's way finer than you, yeah, they're going to be fiending. So check it out. You know what? I found this new show, P-Valley. Yeah. We finna watch that together. <laughs> and I, I would tell you what it do on the back end. This is the part of the podcast where it's raw and uncut. Please cover your ears, because we's about to get all the way ignorant. <laughs> In this section, full
0: disclosure. All I hear when any of my peers talk is how much they don't know. See, I'm never speaking from ego. I have one, but in matters of business, you have to remove it. Mm, definitely. Because you want to make a sound decision. Ego would have me reacting to all of this bullshit y'all out there saying, but I don't because I know it's from ignorance, I know you don't know, and I know it's my job to tell you. I know that I have done that since the beginning of my career. Went and found something out, came back and told the people, Charlemagne, let me help you. I know that you have this healthy obsession with me. I know that you think we are competing. It. You might also think that we're fighting the same fight. You would be sadly mistaken in all three of those. This goes back to the Breakfast Club interview with Dame Dash. And he tried to tell y'all, but it went how it went when you're trying to explain something to people who just cannot imagine that. So, it's been a while
2: since I've been on this podcast, right? And so, you know, the Facade Podcast is all about jokes. It's about hip-hop culture it's about critiquing life, right? It's, it's, a, it's about creating a space where we can come and be honest about who we are as people, right? And it's never been a space where I talk my shit about being a professor, but guess what? Damn it, I'm finna talk my shit because I ain't really had a chance to do so, right? So now, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the full context, right? So that's Joe Button of the Joe Button Pod Class. Cast, world class, right? They they the upper echelon, the upper crust. Catch me out, however you want to frame it, right? Episode 376, we're not the same. Man, the stuff that he spit on here, now keep in mind, this full disclosure on my podcast, the podcast, right? And so, yeah, those things that he said, they resonate with me because there's a lot of people in the academy. Man, I've said it before. Being a professor is like knowing how magic works, right? So I don't know if you've seen the Wiz. It's like with Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Nipsey, they were skipping, they get to the top of the, of, the, of the yellow brick road and find out that the Wiz is Richard Pryor. <laughs> I was hella disappointed, right? I remember when I was in, in school trying to get my Ph.D., 2008, I was I was doing my work, highlighting all these scholars that I thought was the dopest people ever, right? Met them at ASH, met them at ARA, these conferences y'all don't know nothing about. Seen them, seen right through them, right? Because a lot of people in in the academy, man, they doing great work publishing, but they ain't doing shit in the streets. Right, and, I, and I've been biting my tongue about it. I ain't gonna say nothing. This is my year five on the teen track. I did the math on my catalog, on my discog. Yeah, I got some heat in that mug. It's, it's gonna burn right through, right? So I ain't worried about repercussions. But what I love about this Joe Button situation with him and Charlemagne is they boys. They boys. And sometimes you're gonna have a problem with your boys, right? Sometimes your boy is going to say they're going to do stuff for you, right, look out for you, do things that they said they was going to do, and they ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah, they not going to do it, right? And then when they see you and talk to you again, they're going to play it off like they didn't know what it was. they going to tell you that I don't remember. they going to tell you they submitted stuff for you that you asked for that they didn't because the people are going to get back to you and be like, we never got it. What's up? Thought you was interested. Guess you not. No, I'm not. Still interested. Yeah, my boy didn't do what he said he was going to damn do. But what I like about it is him saying, hey, we, you may think that we fight in the same fight, but we not. That, (laughs) Oh, man, that resonated with me. And for those of you who haven't listened to the Breakfast Club with the Dame Dash interview, you got to go back and listen to it. It's one of the dopest interviews because Dame is sitting there flaming Breakfast Club talking about ownership. Right. And so if you don't own nothing, you're not going to eat off of the ownership. Right. It's just not going to happen. So when you look at it, you're going to think, okay, I got rich, but they got rich, 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 rich. They got wealthy off your labor. Right. And so it's just it's the struggle that I'm having in the academy because a lot of people out here. So I was I was reading an article, article came out today about uh, by scholar Harris talking about why Donald Trump don't like CRT, right? They hate the resistance. I've always said before, the only people that hate anarchy are the people that don't come from people who've been enslaved because they want the system to be what it is so they can continue to exploit generation after generation after generation, right? And so part of what I'm talking about right now, so so for instance, so this this just for instance. So I've been working hard. People been asking me, hey, yo, what you doing, man? You doing a podcast or not? What's going on with you? They ain't asking me how you feel. What's going on? Are you depressed? They just, that's why I played Isaiah Rashad at the beginning. The fans care about the music. They don't give a shit about the artists, right? And so even though I consider myself a data artist, you read my articles, you're going to see that data, I paint some picture with the words that I put down. My pen game is hella strong, hella strong, right? And so when I hear this talk out here, like Joe said, the more I hear my peers talk, the more I know they don't know, right? And so in the academy, we got this hustle. where well, the system got a hustle, several hustles, several hustles. But one hustle is this, the book game. So academic press Any academic press, pick one. They want you to write the book, right? They want you to sign over the rights to the book so you don't own the book. And when they publish it, get this, Dr. Hoskins' book, Scholar X want to cite Dr. Hoskins' book by using a picture out of my book of a graph that I designed with my intellectual property. You know what happens? Mm Mm-hmm. They don't have to come to me to get permission to cite out of my book, my graph, reproduce. They get to talk to the publisher who didn't write none of it. (laughs) Yeah, they ain't writing none of it. I wrote that. That's all me. Right? I theorized that during this COVID era. That's all me. Right? But I don't get the money. Well, academic press, they they kick you down with like $30. $30 a year. (laughs) Something ludicrous. Right? Extra absurd. It's like I pick a hole. I pick a football field size of cotton. Yeah, and then they'd be like, here, here's $2. And they sold all that cotton for $250,000, right? Like, that's the hustle. And so I'd be talking to people. It's it's a lot of black people I see on Twitter, for instance. And I be they scholars in the field doing great work. I'm like, hey, I see you got that book that just came out. Put me on. Help me. Guide me through. Yeah, uh, call the publisher. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm calling you. You you the expert. You the black person, right? You talking about getting people free. Help me so I can put my thoughts on so I can get people free too. You know what I get? Nothing. Craziest thing ever. I, I I was looking for an agent. I said, yo, I did a whole lot of, after I asked all these black scholars, they got books out for help. None of them gave me help. Call somebody else. He hit me right back. Right, and he was like, "Yeah, I can. I can be your agent. This is the thing you need to do. You need to do the first chapter, second chapter. We are gonna put your book out, right? But but your followers, you gotta have your followers up to get the cash advance." (laughs) I'm like, "What? Yeah, so I I come from a hip hop era. I don't want no cash advance because I don't want to recoup. I want to get my money right then. First book sale, money in the pocket, right? And so he was talking about you know six percent royalty." I said, 6% royalty? His example was, well, you know, Robert D'Angelo, white fragility, on a 6% royalty, she got, mm mm-hmm, $2 million. And all I could think about was the 96 other percent, the 94%. She ain't getting none of that. $2 million was off a 6% royalty? I was like, nah, we're we're not doing that. I can't play that game. Because I'm the one that's thinking. I go to my peers in the field. I'm like, hey, what you think about this idea? I'm going to publish my own book, right? Or I'm going to find a publisher that will be like, hey, we want to roll with you, right? But I'm not giving you 50% of something you ain't do. I wrote this book. Again, I theorized this book. These are my thoughts, right? So my agent's out here looking around for me to get a deal. I'm thinking I need a distribution deal. Right? I, I need to be on CNN. I need to be in Barnes & Noble. I need to be wherever you can buy the best books ever. Damn, they ain't giving them deals out. <laughs> they're not. Because like the record label, they want to be able to exploit you. So here's the thing. When you write the book and you want to translate it into Chinese or Spanish, if you didn't negotiate that in the beginning, they're going to own the rights to that book in every other language but English or just in the United States. You're going to get paid for that, but not globally. Right, If they do the ebook, who got the rights to the e-book? Did you negotiate that too? I'm like, what? Yeah, because I, I schemed up. I was like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. I want to drop my book. I want. I don't want no money up front. I want to go on a tour to these cities and these places and spaces with my book, where my people going to come through and cop, right? And all I need y'all to do is get me out there. We're going to do a masterpiece. We're going to do a 70-30 deal. I give you 30% because you ain't do shit no way. Yeah, they was like, nah, son. (laughs) We're not doing it like that. And so I talked to colleagues. I was like, hey, man, the 6% royalty on on the non-academic press, what would you think about that? Yeah, man, they get you put on, man. You know, you can get on. And then once you get on and get out there, then you can get your money on the backside on lecturing. Newsflash. The people that's putting out books is doing 360 deals, too. Right, so they want to eat, they want to get you, give you the six percent royalty. Then when you go on tour to promote your book, every book you sell, speaking fee that you get, they want to cut it at. You want you got merch to go with your product with your book, they want to cut it at. I'm like, damn, you do a podcast, they want to cut it out. So I'm like, Yeah, I can't do it. I'm not signing a 360 book deal. Fuck who y'all think I am. We not doing it. So I put the, the pen to the pad. I was like, okay, if I sink this five grand invested in me, flip these books, all oh, that's me. I own all the rights to that, right? So then, when I go to college campuses and we do this for Side podcast live, and we we sell these books too, all oh, that's me, right? I don't got to share that with a publisher who didn't put in on it. So that had me hot, right? To the point where I was like, because I'm pitching, so I got a book coming out February fourteenth, entitled. My black is tired forever in pursuit of an anti-racist world where hashtags don't exist. Yeah, that's my word, (laughs) right? And so this brief synopsis, the book is about hashtags, right? So 2010, I joined Twitter, right? I didn't know nothing about what a hashtag was. Basically, for two years, I didn't know how to use it. I was working on my PhD, so I was struggling. Trayvon Martin gets murdered 2012, right? That's what I learned a hashtag is about. Right. And so I'm like, damn, information is passed using a hashtag. So I'm mindful that black people have never been able to mourn publicly without resistance from the state. Right? But because of Twitter and hashtags, we've been mourning. Right? So Black Lives Matter gets created. Right. So now now we use the Black Lives Matter hashtag, right? We use Black Lives Matter hashtag. So Black Lives Matter is created July 13th, 2013. We use the hashtag to let the world know our lives, we have humanity. Black Lives Matter, I say it with a question mark. It's more of an aspiration for me because I ain't, black people have never been in America and not experienced gratuitous violence, intellectual, spiritual, physical, or otherwise, right? And so hashtags like Selma movie, hashtag Wakanda forever, black girl's code, black girl magic, all these things that we're learning, we share with each other. So we get to mourn publicly. We get to celebrate publicly. Black excellence hashtag, right? We get to talk about all these things, right? But more importantly, hashtags validate our experience because people ain't trying to hear it, right? One thing I will say about the Jewish Holocaust is that people believe it because they seen it. They got it on tape, right? So you can see how bad it was. For the African Holocaust, shadow slavery ain't no tape. Right, So we tell our stories to pass down from generation to generation. Somebody now is like, nah, who, who put uh, ropes on, on ankles and wrists and have four, horse, four horses tied up and they all go in four different directions and rip the legs and arms out of an African body? People's like, that ain't happened, son. They don't believe it because you can't see it. right? But that don't mean it wasn't true. Them stories ain't made up. Whenever you get in the press, you ain't making up the damn story about your oppression, why would you lie? you trying to get free, right? And so the book is about essentially the last 10 years of black life through the visual of a hashtag, right? My son asked me, Dad, what's your uh, greatest fear? I said, my greatest fear is to be a hashtag, right? And I'm mindful that if you see my name as a hashtag, I'm thinking, man, I must have been marked by somebody, some space and place. When my parents is on TV crying, with my wife and children Crying, trying to not tell people don't burn the city down, right? That's how it's going down. And so I'm like, we need to get, in, in this era of anti-racist, everybody's talking about the difference between not racist and anti-racist. That's what everybody's talking about. I'm moving beyond that. I'm moving to a space where it's racist free, right? What does that look like? Who would you be outside of your colonized mind? What does that sound like? How do you move in a world where racism because here's the thing, if race is socially constructed, racism is socially constructed, which means it can be socially deconstructed. Or we can be in a place where there ain't no racism. Right? So that's that's what I'm trying to be. And I'm thinking that if we live in that era, ain't no more hashtags with black names by it, because ain't none of us being murdered and killed. And that's what my book is about. And I had the idea. I've I'd been explaining this to other people. They've been shooting it down. Talking about you to take the 6% royalty. Like, damn, I ain't gonna never recoup on a six percent royalty if they shoot me a hundred thousand up front, right? I seen a hashtag about black authors not getting nothing, hardly, to publish their thing. Right? And so, man, yeah, I I I I wanna disclose how I feel about it, right? Because it's just the academy is toxic. It is. It ain't, it ain't, and I hear people talk about it, you know, they be like, Yeah, the academy is toxic, and I'm like, Yeah. It is, it's super toxic. It ain't a space for creatives. If you're in an academy and you make beats, like my man Goins, or or you out here are singing, like my man Warren, or you doing your thing, right? The academy rejects that part of your identity. Because all they want you to do is think. Write a think piece about X. Uh, do some type of lecture or talk about Y. Something to get them to get somebody to come and spend more money on tuition, even though we in a pandemic they still trying to get to the fucking bag, right? And it pisses me off because I'm, I'm all here. I'm all of me here, right? And I got stories to tell that don't have nothing to do with the academy, right? I'm trying, I am trying. ain't like Kanye. Huh, I ain't saying I'm black Moses trying to lead us to freedom. But as a scholar, right? I was talking to some of my scholar friends. I'm like, when you teaching the summer, how much money you make the university? $25,000 in tuition. How much money do they pay you to do that? Forty-two hundred. What? <laughs> I'm like, you don't get no revenue sharing on that. That's money they wouldn't have had if you teach it in the summer. That class ain't required, right? So that's extra money that they that you getting them on top of the money you getting them to teach your normal classes. Why teach in the summer? Yeah, they was like, cause you know I got to get that forty-three hundred. I'm like, you made them twenty-five. <laughs> Oh man, I, yeah, this I need to, I, I'm not here to rant, but I never have, you know, like I said, this is the start of my fifth year, right? I'm already, I got 16 publications. That's peer-reviewed journals and two book chapters. I'm talking more shit. Cause I'm out here when I wasn't supposed to be, right? They never expected me to be a professor. I didn't expect me to be a professor, right? But the prayers of the elders kept me afloat. Right? It kept me afloat, man. And so, yeah, I just, that clip, Joe Bunn podcast, he makes a lot of good examples of talking about with him and Charlemagne. Joe talking about emancipation and ownership and freedom to move how you want to move in the podcast era, that he helped build the Spotify, which is why they get off of Spotify. Charlemagne talking about re-upping with the place where you employed at to give half of what you created away to your employer. It's even worse in the academy. So I got colleagues that when they write grants, the university charges 65%. They get 35%. Imagine that. You do the labor for a million dollar grant, your university gets 60, 650,000 to do nothing? And then they say, well, you know, hey, it's overhead costs. <laughs> you wrote that grant in your house with your slippers on, on your computer, because you left the computer they gave you if they gave your computer at the office anyway yeah I'm, I'm, I'm done I'm done right now I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get up off the off the box like my man um like my man say the box we're gonna get up off it, like Roddy say because it's just monetize your IP it's your intellectual property when this book roll out my black is tired merch we dropping podcast new podcast is dropping my black is tired podcast get ready for it I'm doing a only black I'm only doing black IG shows that's podcast to talk about the book. We're gonna get it out there. HBCU Tour. is coming. Yeah. February, um, February 14th on Love Day. <laughs> February 14th on Love Day. That's when we drop it for show. Sure. Right? And so, you know, I, I didn't wanna I didn't want to just get into the the ramble and just ranting. But you know, people man, they they're gonna kill your dreams. They're gonna shoot your dreams down. It's you. Get out there and do your thing. This is the, this is the post that I, that I tweeted today. Although I appreciate the offer, I can't do 6% royalty after doing 99% of the writing. Part of being in black love is knowing when and how to replenish it. Drop date 214 21. There's nothing more intimate than reading aloud to your partner. Let my book participate. You dig? So, so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm off it. I'm off it. I'm not, I'm not finna rant no more. I could say some names, but I ain't because most of the people in the academy ain't taste their own blood, and you know, I'm So they, they hella disrespectful and condescending, and so I, I don't want to jeopardize what I got, cause you know, yeah. Try Jesus, don't try me, <laughs> cause I throw them things. <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, we're going to get into the, the, my next segment, which is one of my favorite segments. You dig? Either or, neither nor.
1: Conductor, conductor, conductor. Five five your eyes, listen to and fly
2: can fly in the rain, never got So, this is my new section, Twitter rants. <laughs> Twitter rants, right? So y'all don't know who that is. That's West Side Gun, Eurostep. Griselda fam. Now, Griselda to me is like woo, but gangster. Way more gangster. <laughs> right? And so, but because I love hip-hop, I'm going to critique the culture whenever I see it. I don't care who it is, blue check or not, hood, nigga or not, whatever you rocking, I'm on, if I got a question, I get paid to ask questions for a living. I got a question I'm going to ask you and expect a civil answer. But when you don't give me a civil answer, we're going to go back and forth. So, four days ago, West Side Gun has this post with uh, Griselda Benny uh, and Conway and they talking to uh B Dot and uh Elliot, right? And so he says that, you know, it's a lot of controversy after this post, after this interview with Beef with TDE, right? And so I get it that MCs is braggadocious, right? Because, you know, MCs should be braggadocious. But I need you to be right and exact in your bragging and doshian, right? <laughs> and so after he hits that, this this is what I said. I say, nah, they're not the same. He, his argument is that TDE is the same as, you guessed it, <laughs> had to borrow from Joe. Yeah, Griselda, they not the same, right? And so this is what I said in my Twitter spot. I said the following, Nope, punch, yeah, they, they do quality over quantity over there, which allows them an extreme project, That leads to generational classics like Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick. Don't become No Limit Records by flooding the market. Use the scarcity model. It works. Ask Nike, King. Right? So he's talking about how they got three albums in one year, and Benny going to drop two, and Conway going to drop three. So then he responds and says, again, I love them niggas, but you got to be the dumbest DR I ever came across, a smart dummy. You think a few niggas that type because they got fingers really matters what the F I say? That's what he says. Matter of fact, you're right, doctor. So I got to respond, right? So this is my response. I say no one's questioning the love. They moving out of your weight. Raw, uncut, no fillers. k got four classics. You got one. Supreme Balente, 2018. And a discography that's twice as large. Your response speaks volumes, and you the worst MC in your crew, quality over quantity. Then I ask him, like Biggie, what's beef? Right? Here's his response. It's okay, bro. I'm a two-time felon from the third largest poorest city in the country, and I'm a multi-million. yeah, and a boss. I'll be just fine. So then, of course, I hit him with this. Whenever the response is about money instead of the topic, the loss is evident. Congratulations on your capitalistic gains. Prosper, but don't clout chase by manufacturing beef. Griselda and TDE ain't the same. It ain't close. Yeah, I save lives. You cook cocaine pies. (laughs) So, you know, we go back and forth for a minute, right? But my point is this. If you're a blue dot celebrity, why are you bickering with me? Why your feelings getting hurt? Cause of me? Cause of what I gotta say? <laughs> hey man, once I got the PhD, if you didn't think I gave before then, I don't give a like a, a room of thirty convicted felons. I give less than they do, one hundred percent. Yeah. So hey, hey, pick up your emotions, dog. It's all good. My whole point is this: Griselda's dope. I love Griselda. I bought bought you a classic album. Y'all ain't TDE. And it's okay. That's fine. That's why the beef, that's why people think it's beef. Because you saying something that ain't true. Y'all not the same. (laughs) So that's my either, the West Side Gun. This my or. Man. (laughs) My or is spell checking. So this me right here. This is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to say it. This is me. I really shouldn't be this way, but hey, it's who I am. I own it. So whenever I have to do something over the phone and talk to somebody and spell out something, right, like I say, they'll say, what's your email address? I say, drfantastic at gmail.com. And they'll be like, Dr. Bantastic? Like B is in blue? And I'm like, nah. So I go extra crazy, right? I, I, I try to get as, as as blown up as possible. So I'd be like, no, it's a D as in delineation, R as in Riverdale, 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 <laughs> uh, fan as in a uh, frugal, uh, R as in ruminating, uh, U as in ultimatum, like I just I just say the biggest words I can't think of possible. <laughs> and the people on the call, like, uh, you said E is in epistemology? <laughs> how do you spell it? <laughs> how do you how do you spell epistemology? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Black people smart too. Yeah, so that's B, y'all, the spell check. Whenever I get a chance to break them words down, oh, man. H, uh, hermeneutics. <laughs> I'm breaking it down with the biggest ways possible. I ain't like uh, T as in top, uh, G as in go. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. I'm, I'm getting this, yeah, verbose. I got to flex the intellectual muscle just for that, just because it's to spell out. Space, right? <laughs> Just because it's a spell out space. Neither. Man, this is my neither right here. I, I, I had to think about this. I had a conversation with a colleague who remained nameless, and we talked about this exact thing here. FaceTime fatalities, right? And this is how I define it. right? So listen, dudes, all the guys know that know me on FaceTime with dudes, period. We're not doing it. You my guy. It's cool because dudes be... You FaceTime a dude, they be in their draws, scratching, whatever. I don't want to see none of that. So, yeah, <laughs> I know my guys. I, I damn sure don't want FaceTime with them. But I had a conversation with a colleague of mine, Dr. A. She says to me, we're talking about FaceTime abuse, right? And so FaceTime abuse is when a guy or somebody that's controlling FaceTimes people that they say they love, right? They say they love them, but they FaceTime them so they can see exactly where they at. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't get that. So at first, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that's asinine. But then I was like, it makes sense. Right? So in this world of iPhones and where you can use your phone to see where people's at, so you can drop a pin. But, you know, I didn't, my daughter showed me how to figure out where I can make it the Life360 app, think I'm somewhere, that I'm somewhere else. So I called her one time, but so now I know how to do that. So now I don't believe nobody where they at. So seeing where I call, my, my key is, yo, FaceTime. Let me see where you at. Hold the car out the window. Let me see where you at. Who's around you? Got it. Okay. But when you're in a relationship, right? Yeah, I'm not getting FaceTime to see where I'm at. Checking in. Well, I, well you know where I'm at? Yeah. If you don't trust where I'm at, we're not together. <laughs> Washing my hands, period. But I got to thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that is that is a form of abuse. Like, Dr. A's right. Like, if you have to answer somebody's FaceTime to verify your location, yeah, come on, fam. You don't need to be in that relationship. <laughs> you need to be in another relationship. <laughs> Or loving yourself. You need to be in a relationship with yourself. Doing your thing. That's absolutely what you need to be doing. Doing your thing. Because, yeah, that's controlling. How many of y'all? Let me see studio audience. Raise your hands. Boy, you don't, don't do that. Yeah, it's people that do it. They tell people, if you love me, you'll FaceTime me. What? That ain't if you love me, you have a baby. If you love me, you quit your job and move to my side of the country because we've been dating long. Di- yeah, if you love me, you a FaceTime? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, so if you're getting abused using FaceTime, get your Android. Because <laughs> you can't FaceTime, period, on an Android. Oh, man. My nor. This is the last thing. So I've been boycotting NFL since uh, 2016. Right? I want you to, the, with my LBs, to go see the Patriots come back on Atlanta and Houston. Sick in stomach, you know, seeing black people with uh, Patriots jerseys on. Mm. Yeah, kind of suspect. But anyway, yeah, I'm like, hey, uh, my son told me, he was like, Daddy, the last NFL week, first NFL week, they had a. Uh, you know, 10 black quarterbacks start. First time most started ever in the history of the NFL. I was like, damn, I missed that. Then he was like, yeah, Alicia Keys. Lift every voice and sing till earth in heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Uh, y'all missed that. So I was like, damn, <laughs> is it time to lift my boycott against the NFL? I thought about it. And then I was reminded how they shit it on cap. And because of that, can't do it. <laughs> Won't do it. I don't care if it's 32 black quarterbacks start on the weekend. I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not watching. So that was asked, So what's what's gonna get you to make? I told my boys, what you gonna get you to make you to watch this shit? Cap starting. I'm like, nah, cap ain't starting. The thing that'll get me to watch NFL football again is if Cap tear up the, N- the NDA he signed and he tells us how the system oppressed him. Right? I tried to get my cap jersey today. As an aside, wasn't able to get it. Sneakers app is ass. Just so you know. But yeah, Cap, I need him to tear up the NDA and tell us how. You got oppressed. You know the system. You should have went to court. Made every owner testify about how they blocked you out of playing forever. Like that'd have been dope. I'd have been in two thousand percent support of that. Yeah. So yeah. Until until Cap is back. Until the league is black. Oh, and this explain to me if it's in the game. It's in the game. EA Sports, Madden. Cap is in the game. Did he get paid for that? Because the NFL paid him off, like 20 mil. He did the Nike jersey deal, 20 more mil. It's in the game, EA Sports. His salute is the black fist in the air. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's ass. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't turn him into a caricature. Don't do that. Please don't do that. He, he did a Superman thing, open arms like Cam does it. So that he's Superman, he kissed the biceps. Do that, Cam. But that's the cam you don't want there. You want the cam that, you, that he's predictable. You know what he going to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes complete sense. What we not going to do.
0: with old friends. Uncle George, the reason I'm back home, my father, he's gone missing.
1: One, two, three.
0: He wrote me. The place he wants me to go is in Lovecraft country. The real strange part.
2: So, love, craft, country. Let me tell you something. It's um, so it's off season, right? So, uh, P Valley's over. The shy's over. Um, Queen Sugar's over. If you ain't watching Lovecraft Country right now, so stop, let me stop. So shout out to Misha Green, right? Black woman, television writer, producer of Lovecraft Country. It's on HBO. Now, when you're at the end of the credits, you're going to see that monkey paw. <laughs> Spit it in the glass from Get Out. Yeah. So you gonna hear that? You know it's how. On the I got five on it on Get Out. Our girl five on it. Got it got. Yeah, whenever they hear the numbers, yeah, y'all don't hear the numbers in the in that beginning. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, remember how she was talking in uh uh It's Us. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, season one, episode five. Boy, so episode five is called "Strange Case." And so, this is a spoiler. So if you if you uh ain't seen it, I'm gonna tell you because I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> what we not gonna do is criticize black filmmakers filmmaking. We are at the forefront of everything, especially in this time, day, and era. Right, we're at the forefront. Right. And so this Love, Care, Country, it's a it's a black horror film show about uh, Atticus, who is the heir to the throne of sorcerers. Uh, I I run it like that. Right. But he doesn't know because he doesn't have the memory. Right. So his father knows everything. It's his spell book that his father memorized. Only two books. But his father destroyed the book. Why did he do that? So they go on this journey. To find two pages so they can rewrite new spells. So, I use this term white adjacency, right, in my academy, with my academy hat on. And white adjacency is about one thing people of color's pursuit to not be white, but being close to white. And in this episode, <laughs> Being close to white take a whole new meaning. Take a whole new meaning. I'm scared of even thinking about it. So just imagine a caterpillar, right if you will, that transforms into a butterfly. The butterfly is beautiful. The caterpillar is ugly. Mm, check the juxtaposition. If you could, as a black person, become white whenever you wanted to and nobody knew who you were, mm, would you do it? <laughs> would you do it? Be honest. With yourself, would you do it? Nobody knew. And then would you switch back at night? What would you do? How would you disrupt? That'd be the ultimate critical race theory test, right? If you could be white and nobody would know it, would you stay white for the rest of your life and walk away from your existence? Or just be out here cussing police out because you know they won't kill you, (laughs) right? So think about it. But yeah, this episode, I don't want to get too into it, too into it. But Lovecraft Country, so what I love about Peel's, Key and Peel, so Key, what I love about Key is that um, the perspective of making horror films. And so, you know, he got the get out. Let me see, get out film. Yeah, Jordan Peel, sorry, I said Key. Jordan Peel got the get out film. What I love about his horror tra- storytelling is it's often about black bodies, right, being occupied by other things, spaces, and places. Like in a um, racial dollajaw <laughs> type of way. Uh, uh, Jess, what's her name? The new chick, Jessica Krug, right? Yeah, white woman pretended to be Afro Latina, right? George Washington University history department just got fired. Built her whole life on putting on black skin, right? And walking around, she chose to be black. Did the opposite, and so in the real life. But man, uh, woo, this is it. Lovecraft Country. I'm going to say it one last time. What we're not going to do is criticize black filmmaking. We are the pinnacle of the black filmmaking, of, of filmmaking. Black people, we the pinnacle, right? We're getting it in, in. And so, yeah, if you want to be scared, scared, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and please do watch this show. <laughs> All right, so we move to what we at. where we at. We had uh, a talking about, so talking about is a section For all you new listeners, we are hour and five in. It's a section where you ask questions, and I give answers. And somebody had the unmitigated gall to ask me, what's the side chick rules? (laughs) So I don't know. I don't got no side chick. But I did get it from a trusted Sean. that the side chick rules. There's really only one rule to the side chick or a guy. So some dudes out there in love with somebody's wife. I see y'all. Yeah, I do. Or some wives out there in love with somebody's husband. Here's the thing. If you're not getting prioritized, you decide, right? But the main, it should be getting a prioritized, right? And so how should you receive that, right? Like what's the rules? Do you are you telling your side guy or girl? I guess it ain't side guy or girl. If you decide, what what are they? They decide to you. <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't know the rules. They decide to you. But what you telling them? You know, you could be telling them, don't cheat on me or your wife, or I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> like that could be that could be a rule. Like that, yeah, that could be it from the side. That to you, as the person that got them, that could be it. Or you know, they could just be like, yeah, I just want to be there to support your dreams, and watch you
0: grow, and do your thing.
2: Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a, that's a difficult question. I'm not necessarily used to that. I, I ain't never. Yeah, what's the side chick rule? I don't know what the rules are. It's like rules of engagement, I guess. Like if you if you bold enough to get into it. Hey, whatever that fallout is, is. But like my man Biggie said, don't blow up my spot because we both got hot. Now check it. I yeah, kind of agree with that too. You know, when I was 20, I came on this podcast before and talked about how, you know, I fell in love with somebody. I, my uh, I was 19. She was 39. We spent the summer. Getting to know each other. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. And I was in love. After that, oh Lord, I was in love. She showed me things that I never, whew, I was in love, right? And I was like, hey, I want to be with you. She's like, I'm married. Mm. I felt like she just broke my heart open to see what was inside of it. I had snot. <laughs> Please don't leave me. Yeah, I was gone, gone. Yeah. what they got to do? Blind blouse in the blinds in the clock. The most fast things in the street. Yeah, that was, man. Whew, I was gone, right? I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get over her. And so, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. We got the, you know what? I'm going to put a facade podcast poll up. Yeah, we about to do this website thing. I think I'm going to put a facade podcast poll up. That's a good question. What's the side chick rules? I don't know. Who is that from? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know this person. They a side chick, but they married, and they a side chick to somebody else.
0: <laughs> Lord. who oh, could it be I stayed away too long? <laughs> Something that I was
2: cheap on holding on. So, yeah, yeah. The side, hey, here's our thing. If you're going to be a side, you should sit down with the person and say, hey, these are our rules. We're gonna abide by these rules. That way, don't nobody spot get blew up. They stay married, and you have your fun. I mean, that may sound like terrible advice, but hey, rules matter. Rules are important. I'm not. I'm not condoning anything. But I'm not not condoning. I'm not condoning. I got objective perspective here. And so, yeah, rules are important. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Yeah, side the side is nuts. Yeah, that's that's hella, that's hella nuts to me. Yeah, so we're we gonna get off, we gonna move off for of that. New new got the new new section, new new music. I'm getting ready to give you some exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, Ez Water Legend. Now, this is so MCs, let me say this to you. When you're spelling out your name, make it easy for folks to get to you, man. This is Ez Water Legend, E. D. G. WTR L G N D New New Music
0: Legendary,
1: Legendary, Legendary, Legendary. Hello, Hey Black Jesus. I'm to meet you tell your pops I said thank you for all my hella black features I know sometimes he be looking down on his creatures thinking we stray too far from light and got too far from his teacher we off course for a reason it's on far with the season these people tired of grieving and all these officers steven all these black men and women are going home and getting paid for it you ain't one to civil what the fuck you make a slaves for built this whole country and we never got paid for it try to go to school and it ain't no financial aid for us so we gonna burn it down and dance on the ashes and then we gonna run up in your banks like where the cash is this beat hit like a knife one, two from cash and stay and pray. in the last days, that's words word to my pastor. Cause they trying to invade my space like it's nasty. I'm waiting on the Lord to take his sheep from the pasture. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. Can't wait to see black Jesus. That's what my heart will be for. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. Can't wait to see black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. When I see black Jesus, that's what my heart will be for. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. Can't wait to see black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool. I'm talking right Revelations 115, flow is beautiful, painted pictures just like the 16. They try to paint Jesus all white and pristine. And I'm just like with that bullshit, miss me. I know Jesus was black, they killed him, and he was unarmed. So when I move, he makes sure that I'm unharmed. Avoid the streets, no gun case, a drug charge, two parent household memory with the front yard. I'm just saying that I'm blessed for the example, but I can't have kids. I got a system to dismantle. Worm press record my soul, spill over samples. Told my people stand up if they tired of being trampled. Skin like bronze and hair like wool. When I see black Jesus, that's what my heart will be for. With skin like bronze and hair like wool, can't wait to see black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. When I see black Jesus, that's what my heart will be full. With skin like bronze and hair like wool, can't wait to see black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. When I see black Jesus, that's what my heart will be for. With skin like bronze and hair like wool, can't wait to see black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. When I see black Jesus, that's when my heart will be full. With skin like bronze and hair like wool. Can't wait to see Black Jesus. That's gonna be so cool.
2: Hey, I had to let that run. Yeah, that's called Black Jesus on Radio Station for South Podcast. Radio Station 1906. Straight r b straight R B, b straight R B. and legend. Yeah, hashtag F-Y-E-R on our, all your DSPs. Yeah, young gun, Oklahoma, doing his thing. Loving it, loving it. And so uh, we at the end of the facade podcast. This one, we didn't come to another one. It's the D-Tangle. And so check it out. It's, it's going to be a brief one. I'm going to be quick. Here's the thing. Sometimes, you got to pray for the success of others to get them out of your space. Mm. Hello. You got to pray for the success of others to get them out of your space. So when God moves them on to the next thing, your blessing is in their absence. Inshallah, malasha, inshallah. Yes. That's it. That's the detangle. And so, for Side Podcast, we back on Fridays, yeah, bi-weekly, we're going to get it in. So thank y'all for listening. We back in this mug. Shout out to T'Challa. <laughs>
0: hey. Whoa. You made me this way, yeah. Before I'm going out of this place, yeah. Put some flowers in my face, won't you? Let me know that I did okay, yeah. Don't wait till some other day, no, no. They let to wait till it's too late, too late. Hey. had
1: a dream she was singing to me like Gladys Knight. True love in the projects it's called Paradise. All your niggas left, she wasn't acting right. But honesty itself a small sacrifice. My money bag heavy got me begging light. Like. You moving funny, can you feel my appetite? Niggas conversations, a lot of it false. You own condos right over Carnegie Hall. Speak about your cars, with all of them parked, your niggas' money light come out of the dark. You really are my type. It's not a facade.